It's unnecessary roughness. Adams goes in motion left to right. Carr in the shotgun. Abdullah to the left of Carr. Back to pass. Loads up. Fires far sideline. Adams fighting for it. Makes the grab at the 38 on the far sideline. He was battling with Jalen Ramsey and went to the turf to make the grab. Caught it and drew the flag for a big pickup. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. Q. And here we go on this Friday, Raider Nation. It's Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. My man Ari's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. We like to call it Studio Q. And, of course, we're having a good time on this Friday. We're going to have a really good time on this Friday. Very excited about the opportunity to be with you for the next few hours. And I'm sorry, Ari, I got to start right here, man. I I was telling you about this before we actually took the airwaves. They are having a ton of fun in Williamsport. They're out there in Pennsylvania at the Little League World Series, and I'm seeing all these activities that is almost making me low-key jealous that I'm not out there. Don't <laughs> right? apologize. It's great. I, look, no, I ain't lying, man. I just saw about 10 to 15 kids literally sliding down this muddy hill with no <laughs> shirt on. They're sliding head first. I mean, that's just – if that doesn't describe – Little League Baseball to a T, I don't know what does. I mean, again, I don't even mean to start the show talking about Little League Baseball, but let me tell you, whenever and anyone who's played at any point in their life, the number one goal for everybody who put that Little League jersey on every single time was to make sure they got it dirty. That was the number (laughs) one goal, no matter how you did it. If it was before the game, during the game, after the game, it didn't matter. As long as by the time you got home, and it was time to go wash that uniform, especially when we had the white pants. You had to make sure that there was some dirt on the on the pants. If not, you didn't do your job you right. You didn't go hard enough, yeah. Right, exactly. So I'm just seeing these kids just sliding head first on the on the hill and all muddy and everything. And it's just what I mean, just talking about fun, man. They are having tons of fun at the Little League World Series. It's only, you know, a, a little bit short short period of time for these kids to be out there having their, their time of their life, and that's exactly what they're doing. But we are having the time of our lives as well. We have the time of our lives here each and every day on the show. And, of course, Unnecessary Roughness is being brought to you by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Uh, check them out online at thejewelers.com. We'll tell you a lot more about them later on in the show. But we got a big-time show for you as we're ready to close out the week. Does that make, mean the work is done? No, not at all. Of course, the Raiders play tomorrow. That means that we'll be at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center for uh, for the pre and the post game show. I'm excited about that. That starts at four o'clock on Compass Media. JT the Brick, Eric Allen, Lincoln Kennedy will be on the on the call on the radio, so you can listen to them. Uh, talk, we'll just break down the whole game for you, and then of course on the TV side of things, Jason Horowitz and Rich Gannon, Matt Millen will do a fantastic job with that as well. So uh, it's going to be busy, man. It's football time, so there's really no days off ever, which is okay. It's right up my alley. I'm good with that. But we're just excited to be able to close out this week, close out this week strong, and start talking about another actual game. And the quicker that we get through these preseason games, the quicker that the silver and black are on the field playing real games. So uh, we're getting there, right? Again, I look at the calendar. It's August 18th. The cutdown day is August 29th. So 11 days from now, the roster is going to go from what it is right now at 90 to 53-man roster. Of course, there'll be a lot of roster moving and shaking. There'll be the practice squad will be filled out. Uh, there'll be some guys that make the roster. Then some guys won't make the roster, depending on what other teams do. So uh, that's when it really gets real, right? When the shuffling of the rosters, uh, when it breaks down, and then you know that football is right around the corner, uh, real football. And the first week, obviously, going to Denver to take on the Denver Broncos. So, uh, you know, don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but Raider Nation, by the time you blink, it is going to be here. So uh, it seemed like it took a while to get here, but didn't really. 
Did it really seem like it took that long? Not really. <laughs> I, just because August 13th was my birthday, so of course that date was like imprinted in my mind, it yeah. felt like forever to get to that point. Now it's just like, I was like a week ago almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah pretty soon, pretty soon, brother, you're going to look up. It's going to be like, all right, it's September 13th. Yep. Then it's October 13th. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm at the radio station earlier today, and I'm you know looking at different paperwork. Okay, hey, we're going to be at the OYO on Mondays for Monday Night Football. All right, going to be at Buffalo Wild Wings on Fridays for you know preparation for Raiders football. Like I'm, I'm going through everything and realizing, all right, box check, box check, box check. Everyone gets ready. And I'm telling you, it takes a whole lot of people – you know, uh, obviously the, the talent that you hear every single day, like the morning tailgate, JT and myself, I mean, it takes a lot for us to bring what we bring, but it takes a ton of people behind the scenes as well. So everyone is gearing up and getting ready for uh, for football season, and, and this is the time that, that we live for. We get excited by it and uh, just excited to be able to bring it to you. And, of course, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So the guest that we have coming up on the show today, Vinny Bonsignor, he's joined us each and every day as he's been in L.A. We'll hit him one more time and just ask him what he'll be looking for in, uh, in tomorrow's game, if there's anybody in particular that really stands out to him that he wants to focus in on, if he's hearing anything more about the starters potentially playing or some of them potentially playing on, uh, on Saturday's game, we'll just pick the brain of one Vinny Bonsignor. The Raiders didn't practice today because they'll be in action tomorrow. So Vinny Bonsignor for the third day in a row will join us coming up at 2.30. At 3 o'clock, Gilbert Manzano, Monday morning quarterback at SI.com, our really good friend. He'll join the show. He wrote a piece on SI.com a couple days ago about Max Crosby. He was in attendance of the first joint practice between the Raiders and the Rams, and so he did a, a really good piece on, uh, on SI.com, like I said, Monday morning quarterback, talking all things Max Crosby. And we talked a lot about Max yesterday on the show as we were talking about standards and culture, and he really is – he is the standard now, right? We start talking about the standard being raised and culture and all this good stuff. That literally is Max Crosby. He, he – took a, a look in the mirror and said, I'm going to be the standard. I need to be the standard for everybody. So uh, he's getting everyone on board to try to live up to what he does on the daily. And now, look, everyone's not going to be Mad Max Crosby. Everyone's not going to train like he does. I mean, he's literally been training since January. And I'll tell you, being at the practice facility each and every day when they're out there, he looks like he's been training since January. So I'm excited for the season that Max could have this year. I'm excited about the additions that they put on the defensive side of things that can help him out because that's really all Max needs is a little bit of help. And I think that they've addressed the defense and upgraded the defense on all levels. So uh, we'll see what Max is going to do this year. But Gilbert put a really good piece out. We'll talk to him about Max. We'll talk to him about the silver and black, what he saw from the joint practices with the Rams. And he also was at a joint practices with the Chargers and the Saints, and so we'll just kind of get his thoughts in general on the NFL, the upcoming season, and especially the AFC West. So Gilbert Manzano, our good friend from Monday Morning Quarterback, SI.com, joins us at 3. Then Ted Wynn from The Athletic, he'll join us at 3 o'clock. You know he does a lot of great film breakdown, and he also was at Raiders in uh, rounds practice, and I like to talk to Ted from a film breakdown point of view. Right, He's out there watching technique from Tyree Wilson. He's out there watching how Devontae's running routes, how Jimmy is trying to manipulate the defense. He's, he's looking at technique stuff. Like I said, film breakdown. When you talk about Ted, you talk about film. That's, that's exactly what he does. He breaks down film with the best of them. So, you know, kind of get his thoughts on Tyree Wilson, where he thinks he's going to have the biggest struggle coming from the college game to the NFL, you know, where he thinks he can, he can dominate, how he thinks that the Raiders will use him early based off what he saw just a, you know, a couple days of joint practices. And obviously Tyree didn't go up against the Rams at all. He just did a bunch of individual work, but 
With that being said, Ted got his eyes on him, so uh, we'll talk to Ted coming up at 3.30, all things Raiders and what he saw at joint practices from the Raiders and the Rams. So those are the three guests that we have live for you on the show. Vinny Bonsignor at 2.30, Gilbert Manzano follows him at 3, and Ted Wynn from The Athletic at 3.30. So those are the guests. We'll have plenty of time for you to chime in as well at 702-365-9200, the don'tbebroke.com text sign 69187, keyword R&R. We may get a sprinkle in a couple sounds here and there from head coach Josh McDaniels and some players that talked to the media earlier in the week, but that's if we have time because we're always loaded. We always got a ton of stuff to get to on the show. This show, man, by the time you, you blink, this show is already like almost over. I'm like, where the hell did the time go? And it's so funny. I say that, and I, I remember when I started on Raider Nation Radio 920, the show was from 2 to 4, right? And so when, right, every time we got ready to get to 4 o'clock, I was like, man, I need an extra hour. I don't know where all the time went, right? I, don't, I, I got too much stuff here. I got too much stuff. We got to get to, you know, we got to get to this. We got to get to that. I don't have enough time. And, well, then we got an extra hour, and now, Ari, I still do the same thing. What happened to the time? I need more time. Pretty soon they're going to be like, Q, we can't give you no four-hour show. You know, we can't give you no – and then I'll probably oh, say, could. well, yeah, I know, exactly. My dumb self would be like, no, I think we can squeeze that in. I think we can make it work. So, But, yeah, it, it's so funny, man. And then, of course, Raider Nation, whenever you chime in uh, on the don'tbebroke.com text line and the phone line as well, we always appreciate that, and that makes the show that much better because we love to hear from you as well. So, again, Vinny Boston, you are at 2.30, Gilbert Manzano at 3, Ted Wynn coming up at 3.30. With all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Pata Law. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. And off top, before we get into today's subject, I was checking out the don'tbebroke.com text line. We got a text from Raider James, and he said, and this was during actually JT's show, he said, hey, is this text line for JT's show as well as Unnecessary Roughness? Yeah, Raider James, 69187, keyword R&R, that's for the whole station. So you can reach out to the morning tailgate. You can reach out to JT the Brick. And, of course, you can reach, reach out to us as well. Uh, I just use it a lot. I probably use it more than anybody because I love the interaction. I think that it's great. But, yeah, uh, the same number applies for all the shows. Again, 69187. That is your little phone number. That's the phone number that you're, you're, you're dialing. And then you've got to put the letters U, the letter U, N, R, put a space, and then put your message, and it's guaranteed that we'll get you. If you don't put UNR, it's going to go to ESPN Las Vegas, and Steve Cofield and DeMond will say, I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. What's, what's this message about? What, why, why are we talking about DeMond and his basketball game? <laughs> right? DeMond's going to be like, damn, how'd they find me? <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to get a message on to this show and this station, Radio Nation Radio 920, 69 187, and then you've got to put the letters R-N-R, space, and whatever message you want to say, and you're good to go. We'll get it. You should get a return message, just automatically generate a return message, basically saying thanks for texting in to Raider Nation Radio 920. So, Raider James, thanks for starting us off, man. I do appreciate you. But with that being said, I do have a couple topics, as I do each and every day. have a couple topics I'd like to bring to the table and get your feedback on. And the first one, I think, is a no-brainer, right? Whenever it's a regular season, I always talk about keys to victory. What is it going to take for the Raiders to come up with a victory? Well, tomorrow and in the preseason, victories don't matter. So the question, the first question I have, who or what are you focused on tomorrow in preseason game number two versus Rams? Like, who are you really wanting to see hopefully show up and show out, right? I mean, and there's, I feel like there's always certain position groups or certain players that we really want to focus in on as, you know, as preseason goes just to kind of see what this player could do. So that's the first question. I think that's a no-brainer, right? So with the game coming up tomorrow, uh, definitely want to – want to get that conversation generated. And then the second one, 
and I actually think that this is probably even the more fun conversation, could it be an advantage this year for the Raiders that nobody, and I mean nobody like nationally, nobody, you know, that has, uh, you know, some kind of NFL big-time following or whatever the case may be, nobody has high expectations for this team. Could that potentially be an advantage for the Raiders this year? That's a question that I think we could have a lot of discussion about. And, and, you know, it's so funny because I think back to a a year ago and think about how high the expectations were. Like all these different shows I do, everyone's talking about, Q, what what division do you think is going to be the toughest this year? Last year we thought it was the AFC West and it wasn't. And I fell victim to that. I thought it was going to be the AFC West as well. It wasn't. It was the Chiefs and everybody else, right? And so this year everyone's saying it's the AFC North, right? Okay, well, the Bengals are coming back with Joe Burrow. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens have a new offense, have new weapons there, right? Deshaun Watson already is free and clear there in Cleveland. And the Steelers got to be better with Kenny Pickett, right? They got more weapons. So that's going to be the tough division. But will it? Who knows? But the thing about it and why I think that it could be potentially an advantage for the Raiders is who cares? Let them talk about the AFC North. Let them them speculate about how great that division is going to be. I think it's okay. And this is something Donald Penn said to me on Sunday when we did the pregame show and the postgame show. He said, Q, it is fine that nobody's talking about the Raiders. I know some people get upset. How come nobody's giving us credit? Everyone's talking about three wins, four wins. USA Today said this, that, and the other. Who cares? Who cares? Right? Donald Penn said, Q, in 2016 we made the playoffs when nobody talking about us. And that's how we want it. That's how more teams prefer it, not to have those expectations out there. So you just kind of fly under the radar. Nobody's talking about you. And when you go up and beat them on Sunday, it's like, oh, man, that's a pretty good team. And then, boom, you beat another team on Sunday. Oh, man, that's a pretty good team. And then also you look up and they're like, hey, where the hell did they come from? And you're already seven, eight wins in, <laughs> right? I mean, look, let's be honest about the situation. Was anybody talking about the Lions before last year? I wasn't. I'm still not talking about the Lions. I'm trying not to talk about the Lions because I, I still don't believe in them. But nobody was really talking about them last year. I mean, I thought it was a gimmick when, when Dan Campbell went in and was talking about biting kneecaps and all that good stuff on Hard Knocks. I was like, okay, whatever, dude. That sounds great, right? I've also had P.E. football before, right? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that's how – and that was my attitude about it. And they ended up being pretty good, right? Now, can they do it again? I don't know. We'll see. But wasn't anybody really talking about them last year? So I think that it could be an advantage that nobody's talking about the Raiders or people are – disrespecting the Raiders and only giving them three, four, five, five potential wins. I had a guy call my uh, podcast, uh, Big Nate from Cali. He called my podcast, and he was hot. Boy, he was – he's not even a Raider fan. He's a Steelers fan, but he calls the podcast all the time. Ari's my witness. Ari knows. He calls calls all the time. He loves loves talking football. He loves Raider football. I mean, but he's a Steelers fan. And he got so mad because another locked-on host, the Jaguars host, Anthony Wiggins – uh, he, he said that he didn't know what the Raiders were doing. I don't know what they're doing with their roster. They're going to stink. They're going to be one of the worst teams in football. And my man was so hot. I mean, I mean Ari, you heard it. Oh, yeah, it was hilarious, actually. I mean, I, mean, I, 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 damn, near, I damn near should bring the, uh, the, the, the call to the show. I should go ahead and do that. I might do that at some point before the show's over. He was hot. Q, I can't understand the disrespect. Can you explain to me why it's so much disrespect from people on the outside? Well, first, yeah, they're on the outside. You know, and people like Vinny are on the inside. People like Vic, Tashawn, JT, right? Clay, Lindsey, me, we're all on the inside. So we're seeing, we're seeing more than they are. Now, granted, that doesn't mean that we're right. And, and I've said it from the jump. I don't really know what to expect from this team. 
that might be okay too. I think one of the things he said that got me was he said like people are saying things like what exactly are what's their plan here what the moves that they're making what are they positioning right. those I don't I know it might not all work out but I think if you look at it objectively like he is from the Steelers land over there like it looks like they are trying to position themselves to have a great season I think that's pretty clear I mean I'll I'll be honest I'll be the first one to say I didn't know what the plan was going into the off season. I said that on this show a thousand times. I didn't know what the plan was. I guess I'll say that I'll, I'll retract that. I'm saying right now, where we where we stand right, right now, the call came sure. in yesterday. Yeah, where we are right now, I mean, what's the question here? We're And we're not going for any tanking. We're not trying to get right. any, any picks. No, no, no. You, you know, and the That's thing over. is, I think that there was, and this was where my questions were, I didn't know if the Marcus Epps edition, the Robert Spillane edition, the Brandon Faison edition, the Duke Shelley edition, the David Long edition, right? I didn't know if those editions and some of the other names that were brought in by Dave Ziegler were going to be ones that are going to be good enough to make this defense better, right? I didn't know that Jimmy G was going to get along so well with the rest of the players in the locker room. Hell, I still question if he's going to be healthy or not. I think that's valid. So that's one reason why there's people on the outside that are questioning this Raiders team. But – you know, I didn't know what they were going to do after Darren Waller and after, you know, and then, of course, we heard all the speculation about, you know, potentially Hunter Renfro being t- traded. Jacoby Myers, okay, he looks he looks the part. Great, right? I- I'm excited by that. We know what Devontae Adams brings to the table. Obviously, Josh Jacobs is still out there without signing his franchise tag. So, I mean, there's there's areas that people on the outside could look and say, yeah, I'm not too sure how that's going to fit or that's going to work, right? Last year, our big question mark was, What's this Raiders offensive line going to look like? Well, they did okay, right? They helped Josh Jacobs lead the league in rushing. Now they, they have areas to improve. Don't get me wrong. This whole team has areas that they can still improve, and they still have guys that could have to prove themselves. But from where I stand, and I think where Raider Nation's at right now, especially after a few weeks of training camp just seeing what they've been doing, I think we could all agree that this team has, has a, an opportunity to be a, a pretty good team. Now, I don't know what that means as far as wins or losses, right? I mean, I think that I heard Clay this morning say that They've already changed the, the total wins. I think, uh, I think Caesars has already changed their total wins or William Hill Sportsbook from, what, six and a half to seven. And I know most people think that that's not a big deal, but it, it is something when also you see in the sportsbook start raising, you know what I mean, start, start raising the win total. Oh, oh, that's what they're doing. Okay. And they're getting money on this. They're getting money on that. So, so you know, there's a lot that goes into the science of, of sportsbook as, as well, what they're doing. So it's just interesting to me. So, again, I throw the question out there, 702-365-9200, WBroke.com, text line 69187, keyword r Of course, off top, what or who are you going to be focusing on tomorrow, preseason game number two versus the Rams? And then also, could it be an advantage this year that nobody really has high expectations for the silver and black? Got a tons of text messages that I got to get to, so let's go ahead and do that. And Ari, if we get a call, let me know. Mailman Raider said, Q, I want to see Ja'Korian Bennett again. He wasn't talked about last game, which is good, but I want to see him get tested this week. And there's always that slept-on team that makes it to the playoffs, and the national media is sleeping. Hopefully, this year, it'll be us. And that's from Mailman Raider. And, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about it. There's always a team or two that nobody's talking about. And, you know, last year, everybody was talking about the Raiders. The Raiders this, the Raiders that. They could knock off Kansas City. Kansas City has won the division all these years. Now they don't have Tyreek Hill. And, look, I'm saying it like that because that's what I was saying. (laughs) That was me speaking. I'm not speaking for anybody else but me. I was saying that this, maybe this could be the year. If there was ever a year that Kansas City is going to get knocked off, it could have been last year, in my, in my words. And obviously I was wrong. They go on to win the Super Bowl. But, you know, 
I think them with the Raiders not being talked about at all, I think that's a good thing. I really do. And Ja'Korian Bennett, absolutely. I would love to see Ja'Korian Bennett uh, get some more burn. And, and um, you know, I don't know if – I would like to see him tested, but if he doesn't get tested, that also kind of tells you that the respect he's starting to earn from opposing quarterbacks. Now, it's only preseason action. So, I mean, he, he'll, 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 he'll be thrown into, into the mix in a major way start week one against Denver. And then Buffalo, right? I mean, then there's no more, all right, this guy's starting to get respect. Now it's like, all right, rookies, let's see what you got, right? But right now, he's, he's doing pretty well and he's holding his own. So, uh, but I always like to see what the DBs are doing because I think that that's such a huge part of the, uh, of the defense, right? The defensive line, secondary, they've got to work together. And so it looks like and sounds like that's exactly what they're doing. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick, 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Raider X. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, good Friday. Good Friday to you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You hey, too. So, so I wanted to talk about, you talk about all the, the disrespect. You know, I, I think it's disrespect as a team, as an, as an organization. I think they're all hitting at the Raiders. But, I, I, you know, individually, I think everybody's, you know, looking, you know, they got their eyes, you know, on, on, on Crosby. They got their eyes on Garoppolo, you know, Jacobs. Yeah. And I think that everybody respects that there's individual talent. I think they're, you know, looking at, can Josh Jacobs, or not Josh Jacobs, can Josh McDaniels and, uh, and Dave Ziegler actually bring it together? And that's where I think the doubt is because, let's be honest, Raider Nation, you know, 2021 was kind of an anomaly. You know, no one really expected it, and that's what happened because it, it hasn't happened in so long yeah. consistently. So all of a sudden, it was like, man, you know what, let's see. Because everybody had going in 2022, man, they just hit it, and they, they got some more pieces because they looked good on paper. Kind of like, you know, you think about the Cowboys every year looking good on paper, but they ain't get nothing. You right. know, they're the Clippers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, they're going out there, and it looks good, and they just don't believe it. Like you said, you know, Garoppolo, man, he looks like a heck of addition. It's yeah. healthy. But the exciting thing is that you see, even in our practices, obviously, you know, Brian Orr is lawyer, you know, but you're seeing our team as a unit, the the, the, the wide receivers, you know, the tight ends look really solid, you know, and now you're seeing, you know, guys coming out of the, the woodwork, and it kind of reminds me, I want to end on this note, is that the old school Raiders was, was kind of like the cast-offs, because, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're looking at all these players, even even Peters, you know, he's coming off an injury, a down season, you know, is, does he really got it? You know, you look at Spillane, did the, did the Steelers really want him because he's a one-dimensional player? I mean, all these guys, you know, really, you know, it reminds me of those Raiders where you bring them in, the old, you know, Jim Plunkett's, uh, he's done. And then all of a sudden you get two rings. Yeah. Hey, here we go, brother. Here we go. Because I think these guys feel that chip on their shoulder, and they're going out with something to prove, and it's showing it. I love it. I love this culture change. I love the nastiness. Let's go Raiders. There he goes. Raider X, great call, my man. And I'll say this. I think that there's just enough veteran leaders on this team to help the young guys along. If you really look up and down the roster of the Raiders, they have a very young team for the most part, especially on the defensive side of things. But they have veterans on every level, right? The defensive line has rookies. Corner room has rookies. The safeties have rookies and and guys that have only been in the league a couple years. But there's veterans on every level. You know, and, and me, who's trying to focus in on the defense a lot this year, that means something. And I think that those guys, those cast-offs, like you mentioned, the Peters, right, guys like Spillane, you know, other, other guys that have been, you know, kind of pushed off, even a guy like Van Roten on the offensive line who I believe is competing for a spot, guys like that that have just kind of been slept on a little bit or, and, oh, they don't have it anymore. You're right. They could have that chip on their shoulder. But I, I just, again, going back to, you know, not anybody really having high expectations for this team, 
I think that's a good thing. Max here in Las Vegas said on the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Hey, Q, I just want to see consistency with the defense. Wrap when they tackle, catchable interceptions, and some knockdowns. Hopefully see the linebackers stopping the run. I'd like to see O'Connor, uh, O'Connell have another good game. Thank you. That's Max in Las Vegas. And, yeah, man, I'll tell you what. If you had told me two weeks ago that one of my first no- notes on uh, what I want to see in the game was Aiden O'Connell, uh, <laughs> I, if you had told me that, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Right? Because I, 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 I'm one of the few that have no problem admitting when I had no idea. I had no idea what to expect from Aiden O'Connell when the Raiders drafted him. I expected, okay, there's a backup quarterback for, for the team at best. And I, I really don't know, but my first note when it comes to what I'm looking for tomorrow is absolutely Aiden O'Connell. I want to see if he could build off what he did Sunday, especially on a short week. Remember, he played on Sunday. Now they're playing on Saturday. Can he build off that? He hasn't got a lot of run this, uh, this past couple days when they had the joint practices. It was a lot of Jimmy G and Brian Hoyer. I want to see, and this is one of my big, big, you know, I guess takeaways. It's not a hot take. It's definitely not a hot take. But it's one of my big thoughts that I have is, is there a chance that by the end of the preseason, Aiden O'Connell could slide into the number two spot? Like, I, there's not a chance he slides it to the number one spot. This is Jimmy G's team. Let's not get it twisted. But is there a chance that by the end of the preseason, when that first depth chart comes out for, for Denver, Aiden O'Connell is your backup quarterback as opposed to Brian Hoyer? Like, that's something that, that I, I, I seriously think about almost every day, ever since I saw what he, I saw on Sunday. Like, we've seen practices, and he's looked good, and then we've seen practices, and he looked okay, and then we've seen practices, and he looked bad. And then I saw Sunday. And the guy was just about perfect, 15 for 18, and he had two drops. So he was just about perfect on the day, um, you know, even though I don't want to get too high on it because it was a, a preseason game, the very first one against the 49ers. But you only go out there and play against who's on the field, and you're only out there competing, uh, you know, against, against the level of talent or whatever and, and the defense that the defense puts out there. But remember, hell, that was his first NFL game period too. So it's not like he was a seven-year veteran carving up a – you know, very inexperienced defense. I mean, this was a guy who had just about as much experience as a lot of the guys across from him, and he made the most of it. So there's, there's that for me. That's one of, the, one of the guys I'll be definitely paying attention to a lot tomorrow, the Aiden O'Connell show. What can we see as an encore? That's something. One more quick text, and then we'll take a break, get to Vinny Bonsignor, who's been joining us uh, each and every day. Uh, let's see. This one's from the 803. How many protected practice squad roster spots are there? Also waiting to see whether Kuntz or Willis wins the number four edge. And Kim Big Dog Wag sees the backup swing tackle. That's uh, from the 803. And I want to say you for the protected player, how many? You can only have 16. You got 16 guys on the practice squad now, I do believe. And don't quote me, but I want to say you can have two protected. I think. It might be four as far as veterans because there's a certain amount of veterans now. Ever since the pandemic, remember they were able to put uh, some veterans on the, on the practice squad. So there's a, a certain amount. I have to check that to be 100% sure. Hell, I'll ask Vinny and see if he knows when he joins us. He'll join us next. Uh, as far as Koontz or Willis, that's going to be interesting. Koontz, I didn't think, had a real spot on this team. I uh, thought that he was going to be one of the first guys that they, that they moved on from or tried to, tried to trade him. But then all of a sudden he showed up, and he showed up uh, a few times in practice, and he showed up on the game on Sunday. So, you know, maybe, maybe he is in line to potentially get that number four spot. I mean, he's been lining up behind Max Crosby, so that could always be something. And the swing tackle position, I want to see who's going to win the swing tackle. I want to see who's going to win the right tackle. I want to see who's going to win the right guard, right? I feel like that there's a few spots on the Raiders' offensive line 
that are open for uh, for business right now, right? That that are that are open for for someone to go steal that job or get that job. Whether it's going to be a Luminor, whether it's going to be Munford, who, whoever, who knows? Wagner, right? Uh, um, McClendon Curtis, whoever whoever could get that spot. That that right side of the offensive line is what I'm paying attention to. Two twenty-eight is the time when we come back. Vinny Boston York will join the show. It's Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Yes, sir! Hey, we celebrate together. Hey, Rabbits! Hey, listen! Hey, when we make plays, we're celebrating together. Hey, good job, D. Let's go. Isaac! Keep going, baby. Keep going. Let's go, D! He moves! Don't be don't get offended. I'm talking in. I just cuss a lot. I cuss a lot. Don't, I, didn't, I don't mean it like that. I just got a bad mouth. It's Unnecessary Roughness. Now, we go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, sponsored by Dos Caras Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. I got to say, I love hearing that from Max Crosby. Not that he cusses a lot. Not that he's got a bad mouth. But when he said, we do something good, we celebrate together. It's not an individual thing, but when we do something good, we celebrate together. We've spent all week talking about culture. We've spent all week talking about standards. We've talked about raising the bar, bringing in winners. That's a winner's mentality. We do something, we do something. Not just I, but we. We do it together. I love that right there from Mad Max Crosby as he was mic'd up at Rams practice. Good stuff, Ari, getting that. Definitely appreciate you. Ari's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. We like to call it Studio Q. And out in L.A., Southern California, I would say sunny Southern California, but apparently it's not going to be so sunny. After all, is our good friend Vinny Bonsignor. And let's start there, man. How's the weather looking out there in Southern California? Well, right now it looks beautiful, uh, but that's going to change in a, in a hurry. And we're all kind of hoping that it's, you know, it, I mean, we're talking about a hurricane. We're talking about yeah. an 80-year – it's been 80 years since anything like this has happened uh, in Southern California, and we're, you know, obviously hoping that it doesn't quite happen, uh, that, it, that, it, uh, that it dies off, um, and, you know, over in the ocean somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but everybody's bracing for it, and uh, it looks like it's probably going to hit on Sunday. Uh, I think we'll get a little bit of it tomorrow um, on, on Saturday, but uh, it's supposed to hit on Sunday, and people are, are preparing for, uh, for what could be a, uh, a historic – weather situation here in Los Angeles. Well, we definitely have all prayers for everyone there, and hopefully nobody's affected. Like you said, hopefully it just dies off in the ocean. That's what uh, that's what the best-case scenario could be. But Vinny, who's in Southern California, preparing for the Raiders and Rams at SoFi Stadium on Saturday. Before we get into what you are going to expect or what you're looking for, we had a question earlier on our Don'tBeBroke.com text line about the practice squad and protected players. Do we remember? I know they keep changing the rules. Do we remember how many practice squad players there could be and how many could be protected? Uh, Sixteen, and I want to say four. Okay. Unless they've changed that, and then there's up to six that you can have. That uh, you know, previously before COVID, there were stipulations on who could actually be on the practice squad. So, in other words, if you exhausted your eligibility in terms of NFL service time you are no longer eligible to be on the practice squad. Well, they've added six spots on the practice squad that can go to players who have already put in, um, you know, NFL time, substantial NFL time. So it's basically open to anybody, uh, regardless of how long you played in the NFL, which has definitely helped in terms of being able to keep guys on your practice squad that have a lot of NFL experience, 
So if you got to reach down there at, at a certain point during the year for some help, you got a, an experienced player to turn to. Yeah, that's a good addition. And then, of course, with the new quarterback rule that they have as well with the third quarterback, I think that that's obviously going to help after we saw what happened between the Eagles and the 49ers during the playoffs. So getting to the game on Saturday, Vinny, and one of my questions I asked is, who or what are you focused on tomorrow in preseason game number two? So for you, Vinny, who do you have eyes on or what position group do you have eyes on tomorrow? Well, I'm definitely curious to see if uh, some of the starters play, and uh, in particular Jimmy G. Uh, because, you know, if he doesn't play this week, then it's not going to be till the season opener uh, that he actually plays. And if you do the math, that will be almost nine months since the last time he actually played in a live game. Uh, I do wonder if it might be uh, better off for the Raiders if, if they get him out there for at least a little bit uh, tomorrow. It doesn't have to be a long time, but maybe get in there and in the huddle and just get into that that routine with his new team um, you know, uh, tomorrow as opposed to doing it for the first time against the Denver Broncos on September 10th. So that's number one uh, that, I'm, that I'm looking at. Uh, I, I think the, the young offensive line, there were some, um, you know, Dalton Wagner or, or Wagner, uh, Curtis, um, uh, uh, Mute. Uh, there's some guys that had really good games on Sunday against the 49ers, and I want to see if those guys carry that over uh, into into Sunday because you know there's some guys that could be pushing for roster spots and maybe even roles uh, on this team. Uh, so keep an eye on some of those young players along the offensive line, and I want to see Byron Young, Neil Farrell, Matthew Butler, uh, Nessa Jade Silvera, some of the young defensive linemen continue to uh, put their best foot forward because I did the numbers cue on that defensive line. It's getting tight. Yeah. There's a lot of talent on that defensive line. And it's, there's some guys that are going to get cut that you're like, wow, uh, this guy's an NFL player. So uh, it behooves some of these young players to really keep showing uh, that they belong on this roster. Yeah, look, 11 days from now, we'll be talking about a 53-man roster. All these players are going to be released from NFL teams across the league. All 32 teams are going to be going from 90 to, uh, to 53. That's a lot of guys out in the uh, unemployment line as far as uh, the, the roster cutdowns come. Again, that's coming up on August 29th. But the offensive line, Vinny, I want to go there. You talked about you know Wagner and, and Curtis and, and some guys. That right side, that entire right side from the guard to the tackle position, I feel like all, both those positions are up for grabs. Because any of those guys that you mentioned get those jobs by the time that uh, week one comes around versus Denver? Um, I don't know about starting jobs just yet. Okay. Um, but, uh, but you know, uh, to me, if there was one guy, maybe, maybe um, you know, uh, Mute might, might be a guy that could surprise and, and, and winning starting job. But I think, I think that right side is either going to be, um, you know, Bars, Alex Bars, uh, or Greg Redden-Rotten. So uh, I think I think one of those two guys will be the guards. One of either Sarah Munford or Jermaine Illuminar is going to be that right tackle. But you can look at guys like McClendon Curtis and 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 Wagner and 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 maybe even envision them as being the right side of the offensive line at some point, um, okay. you know, uh, down the road. Uh, because I think they the, both of those players have shown um, that they that they have a bright have bright futures in the NFL. I'm not so sure. It's going to be as a starter, but that's what they're hoping for. That's what they're planning for. Um, and I think right now, after, after just watching them for a few weeks and watching them in the game on Sunday, uh, there's a lot to like about both of those guys. 
Vinny Bonsignor joins us here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Of course, Vinny's in Southern California getting ready for tomorrow's game versus the Rams. So Aiden O'Connell is at the top of my list of guys that I want to pay attention to. And two weeks ago, I wouldn't have said that that was the case. But it is now after what I saw on Sunday against the 49ers. What do you think Aiden does as an as a encore performance? Yeah, and it's going to be tough to, uh, to top what he did. You know, uh, we're <laughs> yeah. talking about 15 of 18. Could have been 17 of 18 um, had it not been for a couple of drops. Uh, but just continue to, to you know, uh, get acclimated to this offense. Uh, the leadership, talked to some offensive linemen who really liked uh, what they saw and what they heard of Aiden uh, in the huddle. And that's, you know, very important because you're the leader uh, as, as the quarterback. And, you know, there's no... Uh, dancing around or, or you know, tiptoeing through the tulips, you got to be the guy in that uh, in that huddle and for that offense. He certainly has no qualms about being that. So you know the accuracy. Uh, see if they want to take a couple more uh, deep ball threats. You know when he's in there to see if uh, if they can make some connections uh, in that regard. But really, just build off what he started uh, on Sunday because that was pretty darn good. And if he could just continue that and be consistent with it, uh, that's another feather in his cap. Is there a world that you live in where you could see Aiden O'Connell as the number two quarterback, or is he locked in at number three? No, I, I, I think that there's no question that number two uh, is the goal for him uh, this year. And I think that the Raiders would be beyond pleased uh, if at any point this year, and maybe sooner rather than later, he shows them that, hey, if something were to happen to Jimmy G, um, he's the guy to turn to. And, uh, and, and, and I don't think he's that far off. From being there, um, you know, you hope that Jimmy G that never happens, right? And that you never even have to go in that direction. Uh, but if something were to happen to, to, to Jimmy G, I think the Raiders' preference would be that Aiden was ready to uh, to take over at that at that time. Um, I don't know if he's quite there yet, but you know, six weeks from now, seven weeks from now, he may very well be. Right, there's no doubt about it. Again, Vinny Boston, yours, our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Wanted to ask you about Ja'Korian Bennett. We had a texter earlier say it was pretty quiet around him on Sunday, which is a good thing because it means he's not giving up any plays. What do you what do you see from Ja'Korian so far, the two days in joint practice? And, you know, how much more do you think that, uh, you know, he'll more, more action he may get on Saturday? Yeah, uh, another guy that, you know, just continue doing what you've been doing uh, because it's been pretty good. So I don't even remember them. Throw. I think I think they threw his side one time uh, in that game. So yeah. uh, I, I don't know if they got the scouting report or maybe they they saw enough of him during joint practices to say we'll go on the inside. <laughs> We're not going after uh, Jacorian Bennett, um, or it just was the natural way that that game kind of played out. But I would like to see him get challenged a few times uh, on, on on Saturday. Uh, because I think that's what you need. That's how that's how you get better. That's what you need to grow. I know the Rams have uh, a pretty sophisticated offense, and they've got some good weapons out there. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how re- how he responds to that. But I sure do hope that he gets some action over on his side to see how he responds. Yeah, no, I do too. I do want to see him. You know, like I said, just kind of get that action, see how he responds, like you mentioned, and just you know, just just see how he holds his own against some uh, you know some really good wide receivers. Have you had any kind of idea from anybody on the Rams side of things if they expect any of their starters to play? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think we're going to see Matthew Stafford. Um, you know, I think for for him, and he's looked really good uh, during during uh, the time that I saw him the last couple of days. I think for him it's just staying healthy. You know, uh, he, he, he was never healthy last year. And they want to make sure that where he is right now physically, which is a really good place, it stays that way. So uh, I don't, I don't uh, necessarily think that he's going to play. 
tomorrow. Uh, could be surprised, I guess, if, if they if they did pull a little bit of a surprise. But I think until they get that offensive line completely in order and they've got two more weeks to do it, uh, I think he's probably going to stay on the sideline. Final question for you, Vinny, and I asked this one uh, to Raider Nation as well at 69187, keyword R&R, the com text line. Do you think that it could be an advantage for the Raiders that nobody uh, nationally and people aren't really talking about the Raiders like they have high expectations for them this season? Yeah, I think so, and I think that the Raiders are hearing that, by the way. So, um, you know, that's, that's some extra motivation uh, for them. But they also understand that, you know, they went into last season with a lot of accolades and a lot of expectations, uh, and, and quite frankly, they didn't live. Denied. <laughs> His phone just died. There, hey, there you go. So uh, that'll work. That, hey, we were wrapping up with Vinny right there. Uh, we definitely appreciate him. Sometimes that's what happens. That's funny. Uh, his phone just decided to die and not only die, but hit us with the dial tone. So uh, he was starting to talk about a little bit of motivation, hearing that the Raiders are hearing, you know, nobody has high expectations, and that can provide a little bit of a chip on the shoulder. I'm okay with that as well. So many thanks to Vinny Bonsignor from the uh, Las Vegas Review Journal. Of course, the morning tailgate as well right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. is on every morning with Clay and, uh, and, and Lindsay, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Of course, like I said, on Raider Nation Radio 920. 20. Call number nine is what I'm looking for right now. Hopefully your phone doesn't die like Vinny Boss and yours did, but we're trying to get you qualified for four tickets to the Aviators game. It is the last time. This will be the last time someone gets registered for these four tickets to an Aviators game. The last trip in the Lotus Summer of Fun is right now. The five-day Caribbean cruise from Miami, including airfare to Miami, or you could take the $3,000 cash. Whoever is calling number nine, you are going to be the last person registered, period. Lotus Summer of Fun is done after today. So get in right now. 702-365-9200. Call number nine is what we're looking for. Straight Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Shout out to my man Tom. He got registered. He was the final one. He was the last of the Mohicans. Shout out to Tom. Registered. For four tickets to the Aviators game. It is a load of summer of fun. It's been eight weeks long, eight weeks strong. We've sent people to Maui. We've sent people to New Orleans. We sent people to uh, Tahoe. We sent people to New York City. New York City! We sent people everywhere, including the Caribbean. The Caribbean cruise from Miami, airfare to Miami. $3,000 cash. If you want to take the trip, you can take the trip. If you want to take the cash, you take the cash. Ghetto Air Conditioning and Plumbing, G-O-E-T-T-L. They'll keep you cool, but it's hard to spell. They sponsored the whole thing. We appreciate them. But, man, what an eight-week stretch. Being able to send folks on these kind of trips has been incredible. Or just put the $3,000 cash in your pocket, right? That could be the option. That's all good as well. Shout out to my man Wendell, who actually won the whole thing coming straight off this show. He was going to go. Where are we going to send Wendell to? Was it? It wasn't Maui. Was did he win New York? I think he won the New York trip. I think right? the second, whatever the second one was, which I think was Broadway. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was New York, and he took the three thousand dollars cash and took his kids to Disneyland. That's awesome, right? That's what it's all about. So shout out to Wendell, and hopefully someone who got registered this week, maybe it's you, Tom, on this show, is going to win the final one. I'll tell you right now. Hold on, let me just tell you right now. I don't mean Here to brag, <laughs> but I mean to brag. If the final winner comes off this show, y'all ain't going to be able to deal with me on Monday. <laughs> you know, those, you know those, uh, those hats that are popular now, those big hats? 
You know the you know the ones that the people giant are wearing? oversized ones. Yeah, the ones that are super oversized yes, hats. I don't even wear you. hats. <laughs> you never see me wear a hat, right? I've never worn a hat in that building, right? Mm-hmm. I don't wear hats at all. But I'll tell you right now, if the last winner comes out this show, brother, I'm walking in the radio station on Monday with the biggest hat I could find, and it's gonna fit perfectly <laughs> snug on your giant. Dome. And it's gonna fit snug. <laughs> So hopefully our winner comes off this show. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, and that's all I'm saying. But, Tom, shout-out to you, man. I do appreciate you listening, and so glad that you got uh, registered for the four four tickets to the Aviators game. And hopefully we're calling you or someone else uh, from this show talking about a five-day Caribbean cruise from Miami, including airfare to Miami, $3,000 cash. The wife just texted me and said, I'll go on the Caribbean cruise. I know you will. I know you will, but you need company. It's football season, so we I can't go right now. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's that's awesome, man. The last eight weeks has been fantastic, so appreciate everyone who's been a part of the Lotus Summer of Fun. Getting back to our calls and texts that we got, 702-365-9200 and 69187, keyword r and text line. We got Gilbert Manzano, Monday Morning Quarterback, SI.com, joining us at the top of the hour. Who or what are you going to be focused on tomorrow in preseason game number two versus the Rams? That's question number one. And then could it be an advantage for the Silver and Black that nobody has high expectations for this team this year as opposed to what the expectations were a year ago? Two questions that I threw out there, and we'd love to hear from you. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick at 702-365-9200. Let's go out to West Virginia. Trent, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Trent? Hey, what's up? Thanks, thanks for having me. First yes, sir. Time, long time. Yes, sir. Time, Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, the one thing I'm looking 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 forward to tomorrow is the offensive line, seeing how well um, they're gelling and everything, and also too like it, it is it is a good thing that in my opinion anyway that you know people aren't talking about us we're under the radar so we come out here and smack smack some people around and I get a chance over here in West Virginia to talk a lot of smack to some to some, to some uh, uh, Baltimore Ravens fans I'm surrounded by them over here. <laughs> they got high expectations this year too. Yes, sir. They do. They do. All right. So that, 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 those, those are the two things. Well, the one thing I'm looking forward to, I want to, I want to see the offensive line, you know, get busy, you know, get dirty, get dirty yep. on the trenches. And again, you know, just us being under under the radar, nothing to see here, you know. And, yep. and, until we um, until we prove it right, you know, yep. then then we'll, then we'll get some uh, some conversation going around here. Hey, Trent, great call, man. Appreciate you. Don't let that be the last call, man. Good stuff, good stuff. And, yeah, the O-line is definitely important, and I'm with you. I think flying under the radar is cool. Baltimore, like Trent just messaged, mentioned, jeez, that's a tough word apparently. Welcome to first grade. Anyway, uh, yeah, apparently, (laughs) no, but they have, their expectations are sky high, right? Hell, I picked them to win that division, and that AFC North's going to be tough. But their expectations, man, now that Lamar's got the bag, now they got a new offensive uh, offensive coordinator to add to the mix. They've got weapons there. Yeah, the expectations for them are, are just like it was for the Raiders, if not more than it was for the Raiders last year. So, you know, hey, let them have all the, the light. Let everybody keep talking about the Jets and Aaron Rodgers and company, right? The Raiders just going to be the Raiders in Las Vegas and kick it. Also, you look up, it'll be the, the, the week two. That week two, like I expect the Raiders to go to Denver and beat the Broncos. I do. Week two, if they beat Buffalo on the road, there won't be it won't be under the radar. All of a sudden it'll be like, whoa, hold on, hold on. What's going on there? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What are those what is that team doing over there? Because Buffalo, their expectations are high too. I don't believe in their expectations being that high, but nationally they are. Everyone's talking about Buffalo's gonna be that team and they're gonna be battling with the Jets and the Dolphins for that division. 
I don't think Buffalo is that great. I think they're going to take a step back, but that's just me. So uh, thank you, Trent, for that call. Do appreciate you. Keep that feedback coming. Gilbert Manzano joins the show next. Kickoff hour number two, Radio Nation Radio 920.